You're listening to the Julian and Mario podcast. I'm Julian Gray. And I'm Mario Melkian. When we retired, finding what to do in ourselves wasn't easy. When you retire from football, you don't retire from life. And we want to discuss this, share stories, advice and chat with you, our listeners, about anything you like. We want you to get involved in our conversations. So let's get it started. Are you ready? <laughs> hey guys, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Our producer Daisy is on the episode with us today and she'll be asking a few questions throughout the episode. So just in case you hear a different voice, you understand who it is. Hey guys, welcome back to the Julian and Mario podcast. I am Mario, of course. And I am Julian. When we talk about our podcast, we always want to highlight certain topics that's really cool. And I think that are very interesting. So something came out, guys. I think it should be open to anybody. That's one thing. And that's why when, you know, when like, like racism comes up, we will talk about it. When prejudice comes up, when people feel that they're being put in a box. But this one guy that came out, his name is Josh. Cavello, he came out, he's actually gay. And he made it sound like it was a difficulty for him to come out. But what was so interesting, the support that he got. And he got my support and Jules, tell me about it. Does he get your support? Yeah, bro, obviously you have to give him props, you know, that he has come out knowing in the industry that we played in ourselves, you know, how it is and how people perceive you for your race, your colour, your religion, all of these things. And I don't think that's relevant, but he's got my props, man, because in our field, it's very, very difficult. And there's hardly anybody's done that. that, I don't know anybody that's done that while they've been playing. Obviously, you know, people have done it after. So yeah, it's it's great to see. No, I agree, because you know what what always happens? um, The difficulty for him, and I totally understand when he said that. He said, like, you know, to getting to that point and the difficulty for him to coming out and really talk about how he felt and the things. I definitely, like, in my career, people have asked me uh, stuff that, have I seen it? Have I seen things happen? No, because in the world that I, when I was playing football, I think there probably were people that were maybe gay or not. I don't know because it never really was interacted with it and it never came across and it was too, like you said, it's too manly and people talk about it. But manly being gay, it doesn't mean that you're not manly. It's just, you know, your, your, your philosophy and the way you think is slightly different. But now that he came out, he just showed us like, it's almost like um, it's similar to me saying, how sad I feel when somebody judges me for my color or where I'm from. It's the same thing if I judge him for what he is. And that's why I give him the support. My support comes from that angle. Because I remember as a young boy when I was pulled over um, uh, growing up, and young kids, we're not aware of certain things. So we make certain comments and you know, you, you say certain things. And, and definitely I was one of them when I was at the younger school. And then I got pulled up to one time by my sister and she said to me like, um, Let's talk about this. And I was like, uh, what do you want to talk about? This is normal. Because all your boys are making those comments, you know, uh, about regarding gay people. And then she said to me, if you are gay or you're not gay, you're still welcome here. But one thing I want to make clear for you, if you are not, it should not be a problem to highlight someone that is. Because if you are, if whatever you are, you should be happy with what you are. And regardless of that, you should let people make their own choices and don't stand in the way of them. Because the people that really, you should think about this, people that sometimes hate on gay people are probably the ones that are hiding something and probably want to be part of it. And she said, if you are, 
you should stand up for it. And if you're not, don't worry about it. That was probably the last day that I started, you know, making jokes, making certain gay comments to people because, you know, it didn't make sense anymore because now it kind of like, it's not a joke because it's, it's not. Because, you know, when you're young, you're little, you don't understand. I was like, I was a young boy. I was probably, the first conversation I had, I was probably around eight years old. But still, when you then realize how much you're hurting someone by making comments to at that age, uh, being eight years old, and you, you see certain things, because then it was still me maybe being hidden. And now that you're a grown man, you're like, no, that was really stupid. You know, yeah, like, but it's no. just the experience. That's the experience you have in it. And then obviously, because you've experienced racism yourself, we know that it shouldn't matter. And when you're playing, doing a job, I should be obviously judged on my ability it shouldn't matter what color i am what i look like how i dress yeah. or what my sexual orientation is or anything that shouldn't matter it should be about ability only am i good enough to do the job that's what we should be judged on so when we was playing we never looked at anybody else and said well no. i know to say okay is he gay is he straight that's irrelevant he's my teammate you don't even think about exactly that. that's, that's what i'm it. saying to you, you all you think about is we want to get three points on a saturday so we're doing everything possible during the week working towards getting three points on a saturday as long as we all muck in that's all that matters it's not about what somebody does outside of football and that's what i said to you your personal opinion about something shouldn't it's got no relevance on anything else but that's my personal opinion i shouldn't be putting my personal opinion about what you do or what you don't do playing in a team with you. That's irrelevant. It's got nothing to do with it. And we know that somebody gay is not, whether he came out or he didn't come out, if he was your teammate, he's not going to come up to you and say, oh, Mary, I want to take you on a date or anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's irrelevant whether he's gay or not, because it's not my business. It only becomes my business if he tries to make a move towards me, but he's not going to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So I just don't yeah, understand how people... What it's almost for the, for, for the people, like, you know, if things like that happen, like you say, a move, it only happens when, when you are interested in that exactly. particular part. And I come from a city, we have a street here in, you know, in Amsterdam, we have a street that is very gay orientated. And I can tell you one thing, eh? if you want to eat like some other nice restaurants in Amsterdam, on the gay street, and I'm going to tell you, I love food. And I'm definitely not going to not go to that street because I really don't care. You understand? If I worried about that, I would be crazy. No, I'm going to that street because it's delicious. Then in Los Angeles, for example, uh, there we have like a whole area. Do I feel uncomfortable? That get one of the best chocolate uh, chocolate chip cookies I love. So I'm, you know, we went together. Yeah, Me and you, place. I took yeah, you. Yeah, I know the place. Yeah, yeah. so I, I got to go there. So... See, so, so my mindset, I, 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 I never had that. And do I know people around me? I mean, look, no, my, 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 my circle maybe doesn't have a lot of them. But do I feel uncomfortable when I have one or two? No, I don't care. That's, that's not, it's irrelevant. Also because they know exactly what you are and they know what they are. And, it, and they know that's not in the same bracket. But it doesn't mean that the friendship cannot live. Exactly, because we're human beings at the end of the day. That's all that matters. And it's how you vibe with someone. So now you understand, like when we when we move into a different part of the the football, yet one of the key figures there called Megan Rapinoe, she was really powerful. I, I I'm gonna say why she was really powerful. Spending a lot of time in America, I come across that lady a lot of times, and seeing her talk for 
actually she was talking for everybody for the whole nation that is actually gay and love the sport as much as we do she's not loving the sport like she does no she loves the sport like everybody does that is involved in football and and, and soccer in their nation so what i what i felt um she jumped on was like she wanted equality and equality was one of the key points that it's been going for a long time. It's like equality that we fight for. Do you understand? As 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 foreigners or color differences or nationality or religion. And now she's jumping on and saying that she wants to go after the same in the sense of like she wants equality in the sense of like men soccer players and women soccer players. And I think like coming to that point, I feel like how do you feel about that that some of the 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 game is being played now and there is still now and we're still work, working on our differences between men and women how do you feel about that yeah well, it's it's interesting you say that because obviously working at arsenal you know that we have the arsenal women's team they're in the same building as us and we i'm around them and you see them in the gym or you see them training and i've had a few conversations and actually i had a conversation with one of the players the other day and I won't name her and stuff, but we was talking and it was just, I was just like, where have you, different countries she's played in, she's played in America, cause, and then she's played in Denmark and she's come to England now. And she was just saying like, obviously I, I was like, oh, in America it's really big compared to how England was maybe 10 years ago. I said, Arsenal's always had a team from when I was in the youth team, but there was always part-time. Now you're professional. And then we were just talking about the differences, like I was saying like, I know there's a lot of difference with sponsorship and salaries and all of that. Like, and I said, how do you feel? And she's like, no, it's getting a lot, it's getting better all the time. But I was saying, I think personally, it shouldn't matter whether you're male or female because you're doing the same job. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes, there's less interest, but I think anybody who loves football will watch football. If women's football is on all the time and we could see it all the live games, I think they would get loads of people watching because if you love football, you love football. It doesn't matter because they, they've got some skillful players in women's football. So I think it's, the comparison should be that they get paid like men get paid, in my opinion. That's my opinion. I understand, I'm not the rule makers, but I think, it's, as I said, it shouldn't matter what sex you are. If you're, as I go back to my point, if you're good enough to do the job, you're good enough to get that salary. That's just my opinion, how I think things should be, you know? And it was just interesting to, like I said, it was one of my colleagues, he was saying to me, oh, like, you know, there's a lot of open gay women footballers. I said, yeah, I, I know there is. But he's like, in our club, like, there's a good maybe two or three couples. And we, I was just having a job. I said, um, that must cause chaos sometimes, like, in the, in the changing rooms or, do you know what I'm saying? So I was just making banter and saying, like, imagine, like, you might catch your partner looking at somebody else and then they might want to punch you or have an argument about it. Do you know what I mean? Blow. So I just said it was funny. It was just like, imagine I would like to be just to see if that really happened. You know what I'm saying to you? Because, you know, you just it was just funny to just hear that there was couples, like m multiple couples in one team. I knew maybe sometime in a team, but multiple is like, whoa, I wonder how that dynamic works then. So it was very yeah, interesting, you know? It's, it's, it's so true what you say because... I remember like um, when I was playing at Wigan and these guys weren't gay, but it was like um, our second goalkeeper, he was like one of the jokers in the team. He would say like, hey, I've seen everybody's thing. And he said to one Moroccan player, you know, he said, I've seen everybody's thing, but I haven't seen yours, man. Show me it, man. And we were like, <laughs> at first we started laughing because we were like, dude, why do you want to see this kid's thing, man? Come on. 
So then I went away and then the marketing kid, he was kind of close to me and we, we talked about it and he said to me he didn't like it. And I remember being the captain of Wigan at that time and I was like, I laughed about it. But so I was laughing about something and I was hurting him because I, and I, I put my hands up. Yes, I made a big mistake because eventually then he opened up to me and he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Muslim. We don't shower like that. I keep my stuff on. We are different. We shower different. We act different. I said, okay. And I, I learned how to respect that because I didn't come across that. So I didn't know it. So I didn't know. So this was something that I didn't know. This is not something like, oh, I laughed about it because I knew it was. No, I laughed about it because for me, it was like we all laughed as a team. And it doesn't mean that because the team laughs, I'm laughing too. But it was more for me to say like, oh, okay, you know, it's funny. But then when I walked away and he was with me and we went for lunch and he talked about it with me and I said to him, okay, then you have to stand up for yourself and just say what you like. Because that's what football is. Eh? Football is about standing up for yourself. People can bring it as nice as they want. If you can't handle the world of football by standing up for yourself, don't even go in the dressing room because you're going to get eaten alive. That's what it is, right, Jules? So then the, 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 kid, the kid goes in the next day to shower again and the goalkeeper uh, makes the joke again. And he lost it. He lost it. He said to him, if you do it one more time and you make that joke one more time, you see that chair in the dressing room? I break it on your head. And I looked at him and I was like, because I told him to stand up for Yeah, himself. but not that but way. At that point, I didn't laugh anymore. Yeah. I literally went, you know, and I said to the goalkeeper, hey, back off, man. Yeah. This is not the, the joke. You understand? Because now I didn't want to laugh anymore. And I also told, like, of course, you know, so I told both players, I said, hey, to him, I said, chill, chill down, you know, don't worry, it doesn't have to go that far. To the girl, I said to him, leave, leave him alone, man, we don't have to go there. But it was a good moment to happen. One, I got educated of and course. I understood what it means to the, to the Muslim culture, why, they, why you don't shower naked and understanding that they shower um, and keep certain things on, while the other culture, they just shower naked, like including myself. So I was like, okay, but laughing was hurting someone. And that's why I was like, okay, let me now smooth it up. And then from that on, it was over. And they ended up being okay. Yeah. And they started they laughing found about it ground. Now, because now they could understand yeah. like, okay, it wasn't about ego anymore. It was more like, he was just joking. And he yeah, then said, hey, it's my religion. And now, then they understand. could understand. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the, and as soon as I had sat down with him and at lunch, I was like, why are you laughing? This is not even funny. And I was the captain. So I said, captain, you got to stand up. You got, those are the moments that is difficult. You don't want it, but you got to do it. Yeah, bro. Obviously touching on what you were saying about him being Muslim and that me being a revert to Islam and stuff. Obviously, I know what he's actually talking about. And I understand it's more about the respect you have for yourself and your, your your privacy and you don't want to expose yourself to somebody else that's all it is it's not because you're ashamed of anything it's out of a respect for whether it's your mom or anybody that's not your wife do you understand what i'm saying to you you just keep yourself covered you don't expose yourself it's, it's a respect thing it's not because you're ashamed so but when you don't have like you said you didn't have the knowledge of that because you wasn't Muslim. So now you, when you did, as soon as you did, you decided to, you know what, I've got to stand up for this guy and do certain things to help him because now he's told me how he feels and I wasn't aware of that. Now I'm aware of it. It's what I do to support him. And it's exactly what you did. Do you know what I mean? So 
Sorry, Mario, my dog just walked in. That's why you could hear her pause on the, on the wooden floor. She's naughty. I told her to stay downstairs, but she just wants to be be with me next to me. I can't blame her though. I, I love it, man. I love it, man. But listen, hey, you know when we talked about the Muslim thing, I also have to highlight something because I moved my career and I went to go and play in Qatar. Yeah. So I went to Qatar and I played there for uh, one season and it was one of the most experienced places I've ever been because we talked about the dressing room situation and then I moved to Qatar and now I was a guy that was coming from the outside world into a Muslim culture and now you're showering with all the people and yes they all had single uh, cabins like everybody is exclusive from each other right yeah. but they all keep their stuff on go in and then you shower and then you come out you don't come out naked like in Europe no you come out you are almost fully dressed you understand or like at least you got your underwear on and then you come out so no one sees your private part so having that situation it was different for me also like before the game kicked off um, they went to go and pray and they all prayed yeah. the whole dressing room was praying Together. and there were maybe four or three players that weren't muslim and including myself so i then went to to one of the rooms sometimes i had to stay in the in the toilet man you know like there was a section they didn't go in the toilet but yeah, yeah. just but walking you... in through the first door and i kept in there so they could have their own time because i wanted to respect them i didn't want to f make them feel uncomfortable and i wanted to still have my own prep and say like i have to play well but then allowing them to pray and then seeing the prayers. Sometimes I sat, I sat on my chair and seeing them pray in front of me. It was just such a great experience to see people pray right before they go on the field, regardless if you're not part of that religion. And it made me understand um, that like sometimes when you when you're so far off and you don't know certain religions, you go like, oh, this is how it goes. Uh, this is what it means for them. This is how it stands. And really, like one year being in a Muslim culture and being in a Muslim country, and I'm once again, you know, that doesn't mean that I am Muslim, but it just made me really understand. Um, I will never know it as much because I think you have to be Muslim to understand it even better. Mm -hmm. But, but just you appreciate it now. You've part, got a bit of appreciation. Wow, man, for I was it like, whoa. Yes. The connection there is like, whoa, you can see it's powerful Certain because you've experienced certain things being there. Like I said, you have to live somewhere sometimes or walk in someone's shoes to really get an understanding of what it means. Like, and I said, experience gives you that. Julian, have you always identified as Muslim? Have you always been Muslim? No, I reverted in 2009. Oh, okay. When did you finish playing football? 2014. So was there anything that like, as someone who identifies as Muslim, that was difficult for you when you were playing? Like, you know, all of this kind of like locker room situation, like, was there like discomfort? To be fair, when I first embraced, obviously, and the players that in the team I was at at that moment, I was at Fulham and all the players started asking me when they realised that I embraced and stuff. It's like, why did you become Muslim? Or they saw me doing certain things and they would just ask questions. They was very intrigued. So I would share my story and share things that I was learning. Um, that comes to mind. But the, the most, I would say, strangest thing, uh, strange is, that's how I would say, I think it's strange. But... When I was looking for a club one time, obviously an agent of mine spoke to a manager of that of a club, I won't name the club, and they said, oh, if he cuts his beard, then we'll sign him. And I, when the agent told me that, I started to laugh. I was like, that's what he really said. I said, what's my beard got to do with me playing football? Again, it goes back to, can I do the job? Do I have the ability? 
what do I look like? There was white guys playing football with bigger beards than me at that time. My beard was nowhere as big as it is now. This is not, and this is of years of growth, so it's not very big because I, I just don't have much facial hair. But that's what he said. I don't know what that's got to do with me. And I laughed. I said, I would never compromise my religion or my beliefs or my principles and morals for money or for, a, for an opportunity. That's just not me. Do you know what I mean? Those are just things I will not do. I was like, in this day and age, is that what someone's really saying? It says more about them than it does about me. Do you know what I mean? That's how I look at things. And I'm just like, you know what? That's not the right place for me. If that's how someone's viewing me, your perception of me, that's not the right place for me. Because then you're going to want me to compromise other things. If I give in to that, you're going to want me to compromise everything as far as I'm concerned you know so do you, do you think that's something that came with age as well like because you're later in your career at this point and something else that you you know we're going to discuss in another episode you know other things that you know other difficulties that you've had in your career and come coming into you know conflict with people who are trying to make you be a certain way do you think like if you were younger and these situations that happened to you you would kind of be uh, more willing to go along with them no, that's not my character. Mm, I'm, okay. I'm very strong-willed, but I'm respectful to people as well because I always put myself in other people's shoes. But this is my character. This is me. So you're asking me to do something because you don't like the look of it. That's irrelevant. And if I turned around and I put myself in something, if I asked him now to do something that I don't think I like about him, would he do it for me? That's a, it's, it's, it doesn't, you, do you understand, Mary? If you know you're, so like me and you are friends now and I'm asking you to do something, I must be willing to do something back for you if I'm asking you to give up something that you really believe in, right or wrong, it should go both ways. It can't be a dictatorship. And as I said, it's got to be about my ability to do a job. We're not, it's not my wife, it's not my girlfriend, it's not, do you understand? This is a job, I'm, I'm looking to get a job. So you should be looking at me as, can he do the things I need him to do? Is he a good player? Has he got these attributes, blah, blah, blah. Not my appearance. What is my appearance? My appearance is only... I've got facial hair now. If I shave off my beard, I'm still going to be the same Julian Gray inside, am I not? I'm still going to perform the same way. That's just my identity as a Muslim man to grow my beard. Because he doesn't understand, like you said, if he would, or he would have sat down and had a conversation with me and said, Jules, why do you have a beard? Or maybe whatever reason, and I gave him my reasons and had a conversation, then he could maybe be more open to an understanding to why I have a beard or why are you not saying it to any of the white people in your club or anybody else for that matter just because you know I'm a Muslim so I just found it funny and I just started laughing I was like wow this person really doesn't know me do you know what I'm saying to you and that's not the right place for me if that's what you're asking me to do because it's compromising no I, and I would never ask someone to compromise Self. We are the, we are supporting a team and we are standing for a team and we're performing towards a certain level and it should never go towards our religion, uh, the things that we choose for and what color we have and all that kind of things. But you know why? Because the country is not based on that. The country is based on different different kind of people and those different kind of people should be in charge of whatever they want to do and they pick to do. And sometimes I feel there is someone out there that wants to dictate wherever we pick to choose. And I tell you right now, I will never agree with that. Never. I don't care who you are. I've done it for myself a number of occasions that I, I, I went against it and I go like, listen, and I'm going to tell you something. Look, when it comes to finance or work or whatever it comes to, 
if I don't feel it's right for me, I don't care what you're going to give me, but I'm not doing it. I don't care. That's what I said. It, it comes to principles and morals and what you believe in. And that should, as I said, that shouldn't be compromised. And you shouldn't have to feel you have to compromise that to get a job or to be accepted somewhere. It shouldn't be about that. But that's ignorance and prejudice and all of these. And society has a way of making people think that, oh, because he's different from me, well, I can't, we can't be close or we can't do certain things. Or as I said, some people tolerate it because, oh, I'm in a team. But I'm not saying I'm, I'm not tolerating it because I'm in a team. I'm saying for me, I don't judge people on what they look like or what someone else says about them, what they have, that's irrelevant. It's how I engage with you. If you sh I'm going to give you, whether I meet you, I just met you, or I've known you 100 years, I will still give you my time because I have to give you respect for you to give me, to earn your, to, to earn respect from you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to you? So that's how I treat people. So it, it's, it's irrelevant what you do or what you have. I'm coming in there, if you're, if, for instance, as I said, because football is what we're talking, we know, I just think if I'm a coach now, I'm coaching these young boys. I can't, my personal opinion of them is, has got to go out the window. I can't even think about their personal, my personal, but I don't have a personal opinion. That's irrelevant to my coaching because I'm trying to develop them now to be the best player they can be. Do you understand? And get the, have the best career that individual can have. Collectively, I have to manage that for the team. But first of all, it starts with the individual. How can I get the best for that player? This player, this player, this player, and then put it all together for the team. Yes. It's irrelevant whether I think they're good or they're not good. My job is to make them the best they yeah. can be. That's what my job is. Do you understand? So personal opinion doesn't come into it, but people, that's what people are guided by. A lot of people use their personal opinion and it blocks their other things because of yeah. that. Be and I think that's yeah, the but problem. The problem is because they don't believe in their own, like having the confidence and, and picking what is right for you, it's sometimes they feel like they're going to miss out. Don't worry about missing out because don't live the picture that someone else wants you to see. Live the picture that you want to see. And I think sometimes people focus on the picture that someone else wants to see. Like someone else wants to see that particular picture. Like, oh, you have to play football like this. You have to do this. You have to uh, create this. In the family needs to be this. No, I've never lived that life. I live the life that brings joy to my life. And as long as you can do that, that's what everybody should do. Like even when you have parents out there ask me questions about like, Oh, but my child, should I do this or should I do that? Never accept anything as a parent that you wouldn't have done for yourself. Because when you now going to accept it because you want your child to do that, playing football, uh, whatever, like, whatever work you want to do, if you don't stand by it, don't do it because the payment is good. Don't do it because whatever reason you're going to get, because you will lose your own soul. The best thing is to stand up because when you go to bed, you know, you have people sometimes they live the life of something else. And when they go to bed in the evening, they're so tired. You know why? Because they've lived the life of someone else the whole day. Come on, man. Live your exactly. own life. Enjoy yourself. And conscious okay. Not at ease. <laughs> okay. Oh, guys, listen, we come to the end. You understand? This is always fun. Me and my brother. And we actually have someone else here. We had Daisy with us. So I'm thankful for Daisy for helping us like always. She helped her from day one. And she's going to keep helping. She thinks she can go away, but she's not going anywhere. Hey, Jules, thank you, brother, man. Cool, tough, man. I love it, man. Thank you so much. No, man, it's always a pleasure, man. It's just to speak to you and to, to chat, you know. It's just like... We could speak for days and we've got lots of things to discuss going forward. 
as I said, anybody who wants to send us some messages, you can send us voice notes via our um, the email address on the episode. So yeah, we look forward to engaging with our fans or listeners, whatever you want like to be called, you can tell us. Um, but yeah, man, it's a pleasure and can't wait for the next one. Cool, man. See you soon, guys. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Julian and Mario podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review us. We also want to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at Julian Mario underscore pod or email us at Julian and Mario pod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, feedback or suggestions for anything you want us to discuss on the show. Voice notes are welcome too. You may even be featured on our show. The Julian and Mario podcast is produced and edited by Daisy Grant.